Most people know that Law Matters was created to open the lines of communication with law enforcement, as well as create educational opportunities so we can be better, more informed citizens. For the last several months, all the news stations have been promoting a negative mindset towards the entire law enforcement community. I agree that some of the recent events are beyond egregious. However, those events do not represent the vast majority of the brave men and women who risk their lives daily to keep the rest of us safe. I'm asking you to please, next time you see a member of law enforcement, show some appreciation and thank them for their service. Now, let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining Law Matters this morning. Our guest today is FBI Supervisory Special Agent Gary Hilmer. We're going to be talking about um, elder abuse. And Brooke Brennan is here to keep us honest (laughs) and make sure we don't screw up. Um, Thank you for coming to begin with. I appreciate your time. It's a Saturday morning, getting up early. Explain to everybody exactly what is elder abuse. What is the definition of elder abuse? I really appreciate you having me here today. Uh, thank you. It's very important for the uh, the FBI to get the word out on the scams that are targeting our elderly population. And we do have a, a high elderly population here in the state of Arizona, especially in uh, southern Arizona. Elder fraud uh, consists of scammers contacting uh, potential victims to attempt to obtain their money by false and fraudulent pretenses. There are numerous scams out there that that they use, that they deploy on our elderly population. The contact is usually uh, unsolicited contact, so that is a tip right there. If you are contacted and asked, especially to pay with a, something of, with gift cards, no one takes payments with gift cards unless you go to that actual retail location like a Lowe's or Home Depot to pr- purchase items with that gift card. But if you're you know, photocopying or taking pictures and sending the, the, the gift card information via text or email or reading over the phone to a scammer, that that is a scam. So people, they say you can pay for this with a, a gift card and they'll instruct somebody to go to the store and buy a gift card. They don't say what store. They just say wherever they sell gift cards, go get some and tell us what the numbers are on the back. Well, if you have noticed, most every retail location, grocery stores, uh, Walgreens, for example, Walmart, they they have gift card displays. So they will send them to those those locations, and they they will typically keep them on the phone the entire time and coach them what to purchase. And after they make that purchase, what happens? They will then have them, and these are not just usually not small purchases. You're talking probably uh, on the average of $500 gift card, numerous of those purchased. And then what they will do is they will have you send those, that the gift card information, the numbers, either via, you'll take photos of them, send them via text, or you'll read them uh, the numbers over the phone. Over the phone. Correct. And once you, once the person has the numbers of that gift card, what do they do with that? How can they use it if they only have the numbers and not the card? They're able to sell that information, sell those gift card data, or liquidate it and use it for themselves and order items. 
So that that's typically what they do with them. They will they will deplete the balance on those gift cards very very quickly. So by the time you're able to catch that you have been scammed, and you try to go back and look at the gift card balance, typically the the funds are already depleted. So if somebody's using that for themselves, they're they're shopping for themselves. Can't you find out who that person is just by following that that trail, or is that a dead end trail? It's it's very difficult to trace the the subjects of these scams. They are typically overseas. They are using spoofed information, spoofed email addresses, spoofed phone numbers, and it, it is very difficult. Law enforcement in, in, in its entirety is getting better at working these cases. We are having some successful prosecutions in uh, in charging the, the, the subjects of these scams. Okay, let's talk about the prosecution portion of it, because I know a lot of people, they'll be scammed. It's embarrassing to think you fell for something like this, which, you know, you shouldn't be embarrassed because they're really good at it. Why report it? Okay, I'm out $500 or 300000 Why am I going to report this if they can't find the person? Why should I go to the IC3 website and fill out a report? It, it's very important to report uh, the scam as, as it occurs and as quickly as possible. Uh, the... Uh, IC3 reporting, uh, that's very important. Uh, it's a repository for our uh, complaints for the FBI. We can uh, go through that data and try to compile, look at the data, say, oh, there, this, this spoofed phone number, this email address is being used on these amount of victims in these states, various states. And we're able to hopefully be able to tie it together. And then that way, the loss amount might be high enough you know, for us to open a case. And we would also work with the other field offices, coordinate with them and deconflict information to determine, hey, which uh, which field office is better to open a case on this if there are multiple victims in different, you know, field offices, a- areas of responsibility. So when you have numerous cases, I mean, people don't understand that. When you call in and you submit this this file, this case, your story it gets added to other stories and it builds a bigger case because you're not the only victim these people are going after. There's numerous victims out there. So if you add them all together, when you finally find this person, you're going to be able to do something within the law, like send them to jail or find them or whatever it is, right? Potentially, yes, ma'am. It, it all depends on being able to identify who they are. They're using spoofed information. They are typically uh, overseas in uh, you know in foreign countries. And like I've mentioned before, we are getting we are getting better. We will work with our legal attaché offices, the FBI legal attaché offices in those uh, those those countries, and it, we are getting a lot better at working these cases. Okay. Every once in a while, you'll get a text message like I got one a couple of days ago. It says, hey, Sherry, you missed your due date. Report ASAP here to avoid extra charges to your bill. And it has a link and it has a local phone number. And obviously, I didn't click on it because I don't want them on my phone. But people will see this and go, oh, my God, I have to pay this before I get penalties. What do you tell people when they get get stuff like this? Is this reportable? 
I would typically just either delete the text and definitely, as you mentioned there, never click on a link you are not familiar with the the sender of. Uh, They will send you uh, malicious links. And as you mentioned there, they can get into your phone and uh, look look at your email communications, your texts and everything. So that's how it kind of all starts. So never click on a link, especially when you're not familiar with who the the sender of the of the text is. Yeah, this is very vague, and it's like you know, I know I know my bills are paid, but you know, you missed your due date. What the heck? <laughs> you know, if I saw this and I wasn't kind of aware of you know scams and things, I would probably go, oh my god, what I do? What happened? What I forgot? And this is another way people easily become victims of fraud and and elder abuse. Absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, recently I received, um, I think, three texts, one of which informed me that I, I had won a 85-inch uh, Samsung TV. Awesome. So wasn't that great? I'm <laughs> on, my, on my FBI phone. <laughs> on my FBI phone. <laughs> I love that. It's like uh, the IRS being told, hey, they're coming after you. <laughs> okay. How do you differentiate... Uh, a fraud case to an elder abuse case. What What is the dividing line here? The United States Congress and the President signed off on what is called the Elder Justice Act in uh, 2017. Uh, and it states that any individual over 60 years old is considered an elder under that act. And and now I feel special. So, so if if you're considered an elder and somebody is coming after you, does that compound the egregiousness of the scam or is it just a scam? Anybody, you know, you're 50 years old, you can be scammed. It, it makes the uh, sentencing guidelines higher. Okay. Um, we have in the federal government, uh, the federal district court judges uh, use what is called uh, sentencing guidelines in when they are sentencing uh, the subjects of federal crimes and it does increase the penalty if you are um, found to have uh, found guilty of you know scamming elders okay what what kind of penalties are we talking about five years in jail or a slap on the wrist it it it, it, it all depends usually it, it all depends on the guidelines there might be probation involved depending on the, the loss the amount of victims and there might be a, a prison sentence involved as well depend again it all depends on the amount of the amount of money that is that has been uh, stolen as well as the number of victims when you say probation does that mean they walk around with the bracelet on their ankle it's all up to the federal district court judges who impose the who, sentence. How that decides? all works, yes, ma'am. Once it, it's once it once it goes to the judicial process, we're the investigative arm of the Department of Justice. We work with the United States Attorney's Office, who's the prosecutive arm of the Department of Justice. So once we we work with them very closely through the investigative stage, and then we will uh, either, f- uh, if we have cooperation of a defendant, we can file what is called a federal information, or we go to a federal grand jury and we, pr- we present an indictment to them, and they uh, cast what is called a true bill. And that means that we are, our indictment is in effect. 
And then once that happens, they, the, the defendants are uh, taken what is called to their initial appearance and they're advised of the charges against them. And at that point, it's all in the judicial system. We have United States magistrates involved as well as federal district court judges who are involved. Either the person will eventually plead guilty um, to the charges or they will all be worked out in a plea agreement or they will go to trial and then it's up to a jury of 12 in order to get a, uh, you know, a, a found them guilty, uh, you know, in the court of law. So if, if a lot of these, these fraud cases, the people who are perpetrating them are overseas, have you gone overseas? Have you caught any of them while they were doing this? Or is it something that if they're overseas, come say, come saw? We are here in um, Tucson, uh, the District of Arizona. We are getting better at working these cases. We work with our, our federal partners, uh, IRS, HSI. Uh, What's HSI? Uh, Homeland, Homeland Security, Security. Investigations. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the United States Postal Inspection Service, uh, the Arizona Attorney General's Office, Tucson Police Department, and the Pima County Sheriff's Department. Okay, so this isn't just a one-man show. You've got a lot of p- people working in various areas of this fraud stuff going on to actually create a better case, right? Well, we, we, we see this uh, here in, in, in the Tucson area, the Pima County area, southern Arizona, that the elder fraud, is, is it's a major problem. Uh, we also have, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what money meals are, the people going back and forth over the border? No, it's more it's more complex than that. The the essentially the money mules they uh, they move money for the scammers. Oh, tell me about that. So <laughs> what happens is how do you get that job? <laughs> so so what what happens is you can either be a victim whose funds have been depleted in in, in various scams. Or you can be solicited like some some type of employment scam. If you if you move this money for us, we'll pay you a percentage. So what 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 the scammers do is they will use the money mules to move the money for them. Basically, they're, it's money laundering because you are you laundering. are basically cleaning the money, running it through your bank account, however you do it, and. The, and then you're sending it off through a complex money mule network, and it bounces around, and then it eventually, ultimately, uh, typically ends up overseas. The funds, so so the illicit is, funds, the illicit funds, illegally illicit funds. Correct. So that vision of this mule with saddlebags has to go away because that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean, money mules will go get gift cards and send the gift card. They'll get cash. Uh, they'll receive cash, and sometimes the the what they tell the the victims to do is put the money in a magazine and and just shove it in there, put it in a shipping box, ship it on to this individual overnight, of course, and pay that expense as well. And then it goes gets to the gets to the money mule, and the money mule will get this cash. So the money mule will then either buy gift cards, they'll put it through their bank account. Or they'll go to. We have uh, you know virtual currency machines here in in Pima County. I've seen them. We're all and the scammers. Well, all you need. You don't need to be te- tech savvy. All you need is the QR code they send you to your phone. You walk up to that machine, hold it up there, and put the money in, and it is it is it is gone through the virtual currency uh, network. Has anybody ever gotten their money back through that after something like that happens? 
and this goes back to you were mentioning earlier reporting. Right. It is very important to report if you the the second you're aware you're a victim of a scam, report it because it is it, it the chances of uh, recovering the funds early on is better as time goes on. Yeah, you want to be able to try to catch these people in the act, so to speak, as quickly as possible. Wow. Wow, we were talking about, before the show, we were talking about people being used, and we were talking about insurance fraud, and it's open season right now for insurance people to be calling, and that's illegal. They're not supposed to call. They're not supposed to call you and solicit you. So if somebody calls you, you should say, you know, hey, what's your ID number? Who do you work for? And watch how fast they hang up, because... It's illegal for insurance people to be calling you about Medicare and signing you up on the line, on the phone. And never give out your personally identifiable information to someone you do not know over the phone or email or text. That information can be used to steal your identity. Yes. That's why I'm always amazed when I get these Facebook notices. Oh, their birthday's today. Why would you put your birthday on line so people can steal your identity it makes no sense to me so how come it seems like the elder people elderly people are are bigger targets how come people go after the elderly people well usually uh elder uh victims are financially secure they have their retirement funds coming in they've paid off their 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 homes and they are also, in most cases, uh, receiving their Social Security benefits as well. So they're financially se- secure, and they know there's that. The scammers know that there's that nest egg there that they can target. They can go after it. Correct. So if you have somebody call you out of the blue, and they're, they sound like they may not be in America because of their accent, you can assume that maybe they're not in America. And they tell you about this great investment to... You know, hey, I want you to invest in this. I'm investing, and look how much money I'm making. Antennas, red flags, everything should be going up because this is probably a scam. And and, and again, what you just mentioned there, as I said earlier, that is unsolicited contact. Right. Somebody calling you to invest in what is something that sounds too good to be true. So that hey, all you have to do, hang up the phone. Yeah, just hang up and don't don't get involved with that. But if you do make the mistake and decide to send them, you know, 150000 or 250000 and they tell you how much money you're making over the course, and this is a great investment, look how your money is growing, and you try to take some of your money out, and all of a sudden they say, oh, well, you can't do that. You have to put in another $50,000 in order to take your money out. But who, who do you report this to? Because at some point you have to realize you're being had. What you just mentioned there is what we call a uh, pig butchering scam. Uh, typically, the way that that scam works out is it, 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 you're on social media and it turns into a romance scam type of situation where your romantic interest, again, the scammer, then starts talking to you about investing in virtual currency and how great the returns are. So what ends up happening is you start sending your money, and they, again, 
They're very good. These scammers are very good. You'll get your own uh, web account where you can go onto this. Uh, sp- it's again, it's spoofed, and you can look at your account uh, da- data just like we can with a you know our investment accounts. You can go on there see how 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 is my investment account doing uh, today, and you will go on and you'll see these high rates of return. I mean, hundreds of percent. Um, above and beyond what you invested, and then you you're happy. You're going, gosh, this is great. Look at all this money I'm making. Right, and it's all through the virtual currency network. They've they, but essentially what they have done is they have stolen the initial investment, and then they're asking you in order to liquidate your account, you have to pay fees, taxes, and that they're just basically stealing that. If you continue to pay, you, they're 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 stealing that money as well. And it, so you can kiss it goodbye. Unless you again, as I as I said earlier, I probably said it a couple of times. You need to report it as quickly as possible in order, uh, you know, uh, for any hopes of recovery. So the the website is called I, the letter I C, the letter C three, the number three dot gov. Correct. Okay, I C three dot gov, and put your report in there. And don't be bashful. <laughs> it happens to a lot of people. Report it because they can't help you if you're not helping yourself. Exactly. And you can also uh, go to your local uh, FBI uh, field office or resident agency. Here in Tucson, we have a resident agency. You can show up there or call. We have a duty agent um, on standby every day of the week, Monday through Friday, in the office. Do you guys have weekends off? Usually? Usually. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, yeah, it's really, really, really important. And if you feel like you're a victim of something and this is ringing a bell, you know, as we talk about the different types of fraud that goes on, make the report because it's better to be safe than sorry. And... They can't help you, like I said, if you're not helping yourself. So, okay, what kind of scams have you been successful with, with stopping or maybe even getting somebody's money or portion of their money back? Have you done that? It it, it all depends, uh, as I've mentioned probably numerous times this morning, it all depends on how quickly it uh, it is reported. Um, if if the victims realize that hey I've wi- oh, I wired uh, transferred these funds, it, 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 the sooner they realize they're involved in a scam, again they can work with their banks and hopefully trying to reverse the wire. Um, when you're sending cash uh, in a, in a shipping box, that becomes more difficult to recover as well. But law enforcement is getting better we can sometimes understand hey this is a this is a this 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 is a scam box with money in it and we can you know intercept it and hopefully eventually return it to the um the you know the victims okay you mentioned banks wouldn't banks because obviously this is their bailiwick wouldn't they be pretty keen on hey this is a scam this is this is something that's unusual for this person to be doing transferring their money to some place in Asia or Jamaica or wherever the heck they send it, wouldn't they stop and maybe call the people first and say, "Hey, is this really you? Are you trying to, you know, invest in some scam?" 
the, the, the banks, I believe, do what they can. However, the scammers are just that good. Yeah. They, 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 they groom these victims. They coach these victims. They tell them. They, they, they usually <laughs> will be on the phone with them when they're walking in to do the transactions, and they're coaching them throughout the entire process what to say what to the to tellers. S- wow. Wow. So I wonder what kind of training do the banks go through to be aware of stuff like this that's i've been in banks i've even seen it at walmart i i see that they have like a list of the possible scams up there on a little board at the teller window and you can also if you've been in a walmart they they have the and the gift card displays they have and at the cashiers the registers they also have the information hey if you're buying gift cards for these type of reasons it's a scam so, I so mean, they're trying to do their part to stop what's going on. We all are. Yeah. It, 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 it's a problem. Wow. Okay. Can can it, We talked about the bank transferring money and stuff like that. What other kind of scams are out there that maybe the elderly don't understand or aren't aware of things that are going on that we should be keep our eyes and ears open about we've seen a lot of uh, uh tech support scams here in the in the area a tech support scam is uh you'll be at your computer and sometimes you'll get a phone call as well again all unsolicited right i've said this numerous times this morning uh you'll get a pop-up that says your antivirus is uh is is outdated or whatever expired and then uh, or there's a there's a problem with your your computer to call a phone number so you'll call that phone number and again the the individuals the scammers are usually overseas and they will tell you you need to give them access uh, to your computer so once you once you start giving them access to your computer they will start uh, sometimes it turns into some sort of extortion scam like a, a government impersonation scam where they will then start asking you to uh, you know hey you're in trouble here we we found uh, you know pornography on your on your computer we don't want to have to report this so they they turn into an extortion and they will then have you start sending them money and again you'll either wire transfer it get cash send it through the money mule network and or virtual currency wow <laughs> they've got you all angles are covered they're really and this isn't just like one country like you know my prince in africa that that i'm so attached to this this isn't just one country this is all different countries are doing the same thing it, it, it's happening uh worldwide these scams yeah so there's bad actors everywhere correct you really have to be careful we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a few Daylight is fading and the temperature is dropping. You're not only cold, hungry, and lost in a densely wooded area, you're injured. Time is of the essence. Sarsi is a highly trained team of dedicated volunteers who work closely with Pima County Search and Rescue to help people in critical situations just like this. To join an exclusive team of heroes, go to sarsi.org. That's S-A-R-C-I dot org. We need your knowledge, experience, and of course, your generous spirit. 
To report suspected human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center at 1-888-373-7888 or text HELP or INFO to 233-733. To learn more about Homeland Security investigations and our efforts to combat human trafficking, please visit our website at www.ice.gov or check out the DHS Blue Campaign at www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. For more information on the Southern Arizona Anti-Trafficking Unified Response Network, please visit us at www.saturn.org or find us on Facebook. Saving lives means staying informed. Knowing the dangers of using counterfeit prescription pills can help those you care about and keep our community safe. As a parent, educator, neighbor, or friend, we all play a role in building safe and healthy futures for ourselves and our loved ones. Do your part. Take the first step today. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com to access education, prevention, and treatment resources. Counterfeit prescription pills laced with fentanyl are deadly. Be their protector. Be informed. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com. Law Matters opens the lines of communication between you and law enforcement. On our next show, we'll meet the winner of our Nominate Your Favorite Veteran competition, an Air Force veteran retired from the DEA and founder of the nonprofit called Two for Vets. So get your questions ready. The on-air number is 520-790-2040. Please check out the Law Matters sponsorship page on our new lawmatters1030.org website. Maybe you or a company you know would like to join our mission and keep the conversation going. Law Matters podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and lawmatters1030.org. Thanks for staying with us. Our guest today is FBI's Supervisory Special Agent Gary Hillmore and Brooke Brennan, who are here to explain to us about the scams and elder abuse and the fraud things that are going on. I know, because my mother was a victim of this, caregivers, people who, oh, I'm going to take care of your, your family member. You can trust me. Explain what happens when that really nice person who takes care of you is stealing your money and like my mom said oh no she would never do that well mom she just took all your money you know this lovely person explain to people what they should be aware of when they're hiring somebody or maybe putting their their loved one in a facility to be taken care of what do they look for well what can happen in in that situation is the caregiver has access uh, to your elder parent, um, what basically twenty four seven in some situations, where depending on the situation, what you have to do is this: as 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 a as a child, you need to review your parents, you know, bank statements, credit card statements, this for this looking for unusual tra- activity, because the caregivers are there; they're going to have access to bank account information they probably will take you know, in some cases take the 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 elder they're taking care of to the bank to do transactions so they'll know where they bank they'll have access to the credit cards pin as, numbers pin numbers etc so you just have to be in, involved as as as, as, as 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 in your parents life to make sure that you're not seeing anything suspicious and in some cases, if you don't believe that your, you know, your parent is capable of uh, handling their finances, you can get a power of attorney and assist them. Yeah, it's difficult when you're in Arizona and your parents in Chicago and all this was happening, but it wasn't coming my way until months and months and months later, over a year later. And I realized, hey, you're broke. Where'd your money go? Yeah, it, 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 yeah you're exactly right. The... The caregivers are in a, in, in a better position than than the, than the child in that they are they are there 
essentially 24/7 and they're able to gain access to those accounts and basically hide the you know hide it from everybody other than than themselves. Yeah, and they're typically these people are really nice people like she's oh she's so sweet, she cares for me and she celebrates my birthday and you know special days going above and beyond trying to be nice but in the same time stealing all your money in the process and you know this isn't what caregivers are supposed to be doing and if you don't have somebody a fiduciary available to take care of your parent this is something that they could be subjected to and it doesn't matter where you put them it could be the nicest facility in the state there's going to be a scammer there looking to be a predator on your gullible parent so what else does people i know that was something that really bothered me after i found out what was happening and they couldn't do anything about it because two counties were involved nobody would get involved and i'm like okay fine whatever now it's going to cost me like three thousand a month to make sure my mother's taken care of but at that point i took the finances to my to me you come through me to do anything even though i was out of state it was you know something i had to do and it's something everybody should be really really aware of when you're you know you've got an elderly parent i don't care where you put them be aware of the people around them who they're dealing with absolutely and and be involved regularly with you with your parent just to find out what's going on with them and hey let me take a look at your your bank statements so we look at your credit card statements and just look at them for any unusual activity, and you can look at the balances as well. Yeah, and if you have access to their banking information, it doesn't take that long. It takes, what, two minutes to jump online and check it every day to make sure it's where it's supposed to be and log off? Because the sooner you find something out, the faster you can get it corrected. Like in my case, I didn't find out for quite a while. So, you know, it was a done deal. Yeah, and they're typically moving that money out as quickly as they can. Yes, absolutely they are. So what other kind of cases or scams or fraud or abuse should we be telling our listeners to be aware of when it comes to their the elderly parents or themselves, for that matter? You don't have to be elderly to be scammed. We, we see a lot of uh, romance scams, uh Typically, uh, in, in this day and age, we're so accessible anymore with our phones, uh, the Internet, uh, that there's these dating websites out there, and there's scammers there as well. So you'll typically meet on a dating website or social media, and the scammers will then, again, they'll send you spoofed pictures of themselves, and that's not them. And so you believe that you're 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 in love with this uh, spoofed character that you've never met in person. Uh, they'll move you off of those 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 dating websites and social media accounts to, to whatever they want to do, their text or maybe WhatsApp, whatever. And then they they will eventually they'll they'll, they'll be very patient and then they'll groom you and tell how much they love you. And typically, they will start telling you uh, stories of hardship in their lives. I'm a successful businessman, but I need this amount of money to keep my business going. I'm a war hero. I, uh, I've been I've been jailed. I need you to get me out so I can come see you. They will just do numerous hardship stories that people will fall for, and they will send a, a lot of money um, to their uh, online boyfriend. 
boyfriend or, or girlfriend. girlfriend or girlfriend yeah. exactly yeah i'm i'm thinking of a case that's happening as we speak and it's a girlfriend and i'm like and she's stunningly beautiful i'm like really <laughs> okay so you know the ic3.gov website is where you go to report fraud or scam or if you think somebody's being abused an elder abuse situation or contact your local FBI field office or local law enforcement. Do you have a? Um, do you know the phone number for the field office off the top of your head? The field R- office or the Tucson office? I would do the Tucson office since we're here. She's looking it up feverishly. <laughs> fast fingers over here. <laughs> so yeah, because the more information they have, the better they can help you and other people who are also victims of what's going on. So, what's the difference between elder abuse and fraud? I mean, can you define what's happening? It, it's it's essentially the same. Fraud is fraud, but now you're you're bringing in the elder uh, fraud, and I've discussed this earlier. Right. If you're over sixty years old, you're an elder. So there are harsher penalties if you are found guilty of, you know, defrauding an elder. Because it's more egregious. Yes, you're dealing with, again, elderly individuals are more trustworthy. And I mentioned this before earlier, that they they have their life savings. They they have a nest egg there that the scammers are able just to, once they get them on the hook, they're able to deplete those funds. And then you're dealing with somebody that has lost everything in some cases, their life savings to these scams. Is this a problem in Arizona specifically? Uh, it, it is a it is a major elder fraud is a major problem in the state of Arizona since we do have a very high population of elders. Okay, what's the number? So our Tucson number is five two zero six two three four three zero six. But again, like Gary had mentioned earlier, we also have an agent on duty every day who is there to take complaints from the public. So you can. Come on down to our office if you need to file a report as well. We are, you know, we're accessible in that aspect where we always have someone available to talk to you and take your complaint and hopefully, you know, do, do what we can to investigate it. Um, so those are two two ways to get a hold of us very easily. And we're, if you're going to go to their office, you want to bring your ID, leave your purse in the car, no cell phones. You know, all this stuff that you can't do. If you've got documentation of what's been happening, print it off your computer and bring that in so they have something tangible that they can work with. And besides the paperwork and your ID, that's all you can bring in. Lock everything else in the car. Mm -hmm. And they will bring somebody out to talk to you. And I've, I've been there myself, so I know that, you know, they're very serious about what's going on. And they have somebody on duty to help you out so we keep ta- track of everything yeah and we were talking about how big of a problem this is for Arizonans in general just elder fraud completely Arizona ranked 10th in the nation for the most elder fraud victims and 8th for the most money lost who's number 1 I'm so disappointed Ooh, I'm not sure probably <laughs> probably a state that's a little bit bigger than Arizona, Arizona. but um, I mean 10th and probably, 8th I bet the- Florida Florida, California, yeah, maybe. Um, Just Arizona, eighth in the most money lost. We're not, 
I mean, geographically, wow. we're not that big of a state, but we're still ranked eighth. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah. Um, you know, we, what we're talking about here, it is. It this is, is why we need to educate people on what to watch for, and repeat it constantly because people forget. And sometimes it doesn't sink in right away that, you know, hey, this is going on. You need to be aware. And I, I don't know, I can probably recite it in my sleep. Don't buy gift cards. Don't buy gift cards and send them to, you know, somebody you don't know. It just makes no sense at all. Your electric bill is not going to be paid with the gift card. And I've had that too. Oh, your electric bill is late. Your IRS bill is late. Your blah, blah, blah. Everything's late. You need a gift card to pay that bill. No, you don't. So stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> and with the uh, the government impersonation scams, the uh, the IRS is never going to accept gift cards as payment. Yeah, for yeah. taxes owed. <laughs> Your back taxes are like this text message I received. You were late. Hurry up before you know something bad happens. And well. Something bad already happened. You contacted me. Where'd you get my number? And how do they get their numbers? Our information is is, is out there. It it, it 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 just is. We have to accept that with the internet. Our, our information's out there. They will also buy. Uh, the, the, our call lists are out there with our information on it that they'll buy on the on the black market. So that the, our information's out there. It it just Nothing is with sacred. the internet. It, it's just out there. Absolutely. It's too bad. Nothing is sacred. And we're getting into the holiday season. So what kind of uh, scams can we look forward to? <laughs> we, you just need to be very careful in any sort of, and I, I mentioned this over and over again, unsolicited contact of any sort should raise a major flag with you. Do not send money to anybody that when you the, the contact is unsolicited. Now, we are online purchasing items. I mean, it, it's perfectly fine to do that. But again, unsolicited contact to purchase items is usually a scam. Unless you're sending that to me. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> I'd also like to say, too, with that, if you know, you're scrolling through your social media feed and an ad pops up, like, oh, this is a pretty cool product, right? Like, let me click on it. It's a, you know... a non-stick pan i don't know i'm just throwing this out there yeah something you know like or oh that's a cute top they have cute clothes i'll click on this ad directly through the social media site maybe you know if it's something you really really want and really enjoy and really want to get go directly to the website instead of clicking on it through the ad so you'll want to look at the website see what it is open a different browser go through it that way instead of clicking on the ad through your social media accounts yeah, your your computer listens to you. We were we had a board meeting last week, and they were talking about um, well, they were talking about something. All of a sudden, the one person had their laptop sitting there, and all the stuff popped up regarding that topic. He said, "My computer's listening to you. Look at this," and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of creepy. Turn it off." And how do you turn it off? How do you make? How do you keep your computer from listening to you? Because this wasn't like we're searching and we're typing and we're, you know, this was voices, conversation back and forth. How do you keep your computer from doing that? Or don't you? 
I don't know if you do. Honestly, I think, you know, your information is out there. All those little quizzes, you know, which friend character are you, right? (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, those stuff, you actually do give off a lot of personal information that way. And they kind of, that's how, you know, they can collect your data that way. And even if it's just as little as, you know, what was your childhood's dog's name? Mm -hmm. Well, you could use that as a password, but you're answering this. So maybe... That's how people can get into your accounts, right? Um, As fun as those quizzes are, (laughs) maybe if you see something that doesn't feel doesn't feel right, you know. Yeah, let me send you a survey on on this topic. Yeah, and you know, here's your personal questions. Let's answer these. Exactly. If you want to be a Phoebe, be a Phoebe. If you want to be a Rachel, just be a Rachel. You know what I mean? You don't have to have a quiz tell you who you are. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, but those things are out there and this is how they get information and they use it to harm you. They use your information to harm you. So we we also uh see uh refund scams where again it's unsolicited contact, hey, we owe you a refund. And who doesn't want to have a refund, right? Either for the antivirus or some product they've purchased in the past. Who doesn't want to have a refund? Sure. So they will tell, hey, you, we, we owe you a refund. And, and then they here, here's where the problem happens. They put a pop-up on your computer and to give, to give them access to your computer. And never give access to, to your computer to a stranger. And, again, this is unsolicited contact. So they will put a pop-up on, the, on your screen and they'll say we owe you four hundred dollars. So they'll tell you enter four hundred dollars, and you'll enter four hundred dollars. But no, you didn't. They tell you really didn't enter the four hundred. They tell you, you entered forty thousand. So what ends up happening is it, you've given them access to your computer, so they're in your computer. And typically, what happens is they have transferred. They, they, they look at your your accounts, your your if you have an investment account, a retirement account, bank account, savings account, checking account, they will transfer the 40000 from one account of yours to the one in, that you're getting the refund in. So you it looks as though you have gotten a refund of $40,000. So the scammer then says, oops, you just hit two extra zeros. You... I'm going to get fired. I just got this job. I'm going to get fired. So they, they prey on your sense of empathy, and so they, they they tell you, you need to pay us back the money. In the meantime, it's your own money that ended up in your account, the other account. They just they just moved it. So then they start the scam where they will you have to go to the bank, withdraw cash, send them a wire transfer, and it's it's your own money that has been transferred, and you, then you're the victim now for like thirty nine thousand six hundred dollars. They'll have you that you keep the four hundred dollar refund, but you're sending the thirty nine thousand six hundred to them. Wow, wow, that's scary. So, I think the moral of the story is really keep your security system up to date. Whatever security system you you like a Norton or something like that, does that really help? with the pop-ups where people are just, you know, getting your information and your computer's listening to everything you say? So your own antivirus software does help, yes. You're still going to get these pop-ups. But 
it's all unsolicited. I've said that multiple times today. Yeah. So don't fall for unsolicited pop-ups that are promising you a refund. It, 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 it's the old saying, if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. So really keep your antivirus and what's the, the firewall thing? How does those work together? Are you familiar with... Essentially, essentially, what 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 your any sort of computer protection? It's protecting your computer from any sort of malware, viruses. But again, this is human error here, not the virus. Yeah, this you, is you're allowing somebody to have access to your computer that you do not know. So when and they and they have ill intent. Them. What's that, ma'am? When you have pop ups, delete them. Just don't. Yeah, do not do not fall for them. Absolutely. Especially one that's promising you a refund or telling you that your your virus protection is not uh, is expired is expiring or it's it's out of date or whatever, but in that in that situation, attempt to contact your antivirus company through independent means and tell them that hey I've gotten this pop up and they'll probably they'll they'll go in and tell you that no we didn't send that to you, it's a scam. It's a scam. So be careful. You know, it doesn't matter what company you use. Microsoft has um, malware or whatever it's called, antivirus stuff. Uh, Norton, uh, what's what's another one? There's several of them out there. And you just really need to make sure that you're up to date on what that is and not believe these pop-ups when they come up. And especially when you're talking with somebody and all of a sudden all this information comes up on your computer and you're like, ooh, creepy. Oh, great. I got a refund. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then then the problem is you've, you've lost money at this point and your computer is compromised because you've given them access to it. Yeah. So then you either have to take your your computer to a, uh, a computer, uh, you know, repair, repair shop, shop or buy a new computer. Yeah. Be careful who you take your computer to. And everything you have in your life is probably on your computer. Don't just, you know, go to Joe Schmo sitting on the corner. I've They've gone to a couple of different people in town, and I wouldn't recommend any of them. But <laughs> just be careful who you take your computer to, because and especially if they want to keep it overnight for a week, <laughs> overnight for a week, yeah. they've got your computer, and everything is on there. So... Make sure you go to somebody who's a trusted person. And I don't know how you find that trusted person. How do you find a trusted person, computer repair person? It's not easy. You just have to make sure that you're you're going to a good company. Just make sure you do your due diligence. Maybe do some research on the companies before you take it. And if you, there's concerns there that uh, I'm not going to be able to find a, a you know, reputable company, maybe just buy a new computer. Yeah. And if you're disposing of an old computer, that doesn't mean you throw all your information in the trash. What do you have to remove from the computer if you're going to maybe try to recycle something? What do you remove from the computer? The hard drive? Yeah, I, I would. Know. I would. I would just. I would recommend if you can just reset the computer and again, yeah, remove the hard drive and, because that'll and, wipe it. And just hopefully wipe it, and then be very careful. Careful how you dispose of it. Yeah, because that. Another way people get your information. It's all out there. It's all out there. You want to protect yourself. You want to protect your your friends, your parents, anybody who you think might be a little gullible or susceptible to believing some of this stuff. Like, you know, the 
the kidnapping thing or somebody's in jail in a foreign country. These are all scams. That's a that's a grandparent scam there. That's what they call that. The grandparent scam? Yeah, they will. That is another one that's very interesting. Uh, they will uh, contact you and claim to be the grandchild. Uh, or or, or, or t- they'll tell you your grandchild has, has been arrested, has been involved in a car accident over in another country. Uh, they're in trouble. You need to send us money in order for them not to be charged. And they have, what's amazing to me is they have accurate information about the grandchild and the grandparents. So they're, the grandparents are like, well, where do they get that? It must be, it must be accurate. Yeah. So then that's How another, would they know this? Yeah, and that's another one. We, we had a, we had a, 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 a potential uh, grandparent victim here in our area that I recall where they actually went and got cash and they were going to, you know, ship it over overnight and uh, luckily, the the individual that worked at that shipping center was able to identify it as a scam package and contacted law enforcement, did the right thing, and was able to return it to that victim and said, no, this is just a scam. And yeah. sure enough, that, that grandparent contacted their child, the, the, the grandchild's parent, and the child was fine. Yeah. The grandchild was fine. Yeah. Always check, double check, triple check. Because they're probably not in foreign countries, sitting in jail or having been in an accident. It's baloney. So just be be really aware of what's going on around you. We only have a couple of minutes left. Words of wisdom to our listeners. Again, avoid <laughs> unsolicited contact and never send money to a stranger. Yes, by any means. Cash, gift card, wire transfer, any means. Virtual, do virtual currency. Or virtual currency, which is a big thing. We just had somebody on from the IRS to talk about virtual currency, and it's like, really? Even they are trying to figure out, okay, how is this working? <laughs> you know? Because it's so sophisticated, and so, you know, you're buying virtual currency, and your money's gone. It's all gone. It, it's very complex, and it moves very quickly at the touch of a button. Yeah. And, you know, you do that and you're just like, okay, it's all over now. I'll never get my money back. So if you're in a situation currently where you need to be reporting something, call that number. And the number again was 520-623. I think it was 4306. Yep. 4306. That's correct. 520 <laughs> 4306 and you can talk to the FBI that's the local number here in Tucson or go down there print off your paperwork go down there and take it with you and show them what is going on I want to thank you both for getting up early and and coming in and explaining this I've learned a lot and we can't say it enough for people to you know don't get scammed so until next week, who do we have coming on next week? Oh, we have our veteran on next week, our winner of our, our veteran contest. So that'll be good. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. The parade is on the 11th, which is Friday. And until next week, shop local, stay safe. See you. Bye.